We need small businesses. And right now, they need us. So Verizon is connecting big names in entertainment with small businesses around the country. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo, and Files Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Small businesses need us now more than ever. Hey guys, welcome to This Feels Terrible, the podcast. My name is Erin McGathy. I am your host. Uh, your name is, you can say your name aloud, you're the listener. Welcome to the podcast. Um, I hope your workday is going well. I hope your drive to work is going well. I hope your drive home from work is going well. I hope your lovemaking is going well. I hope your s- swimming, if you are there... <laughs> Are there people who have waterproof headphones and listen to this in the pool? Please email me because I'd like to know if that's a real thing. This week on the podcast, I have a very smart, talented, lovely lady who I look up to and have for a while. Um, Her name is Molly Prather. She's extremely talented. She's a writer. She's a performer. She's done um, several amazing uh, one-person shows, which are pretty inspiring. She she follows the beat of her own drum that she owns. She has a drum, and she does the beats. She follows those beats. She doesn't listen to anyone else's beats or anyone else's drum. She's great. I uh, I like her her quite a bit, and she came on the show. We talked about some things, and now here is that interview. Those things. So you're in, you're dating. I have a I have a boyfriend, like for real, like. Uh, legit like straight up the most legit like <laughs> we're too legit to quit yeah i met um of course while i was bartending like nice. nine last february nine months ago oh, okay he moved in two weeks after our first date whoa, whoa. what <laughs> in the world i know because i'm so not that girl i'm uh-huh. so the girl who's like mm, i halfway like you and we'll probably date longer than we should because yeah I've lost interest and then we'll break it won't we won't break up it'll just fall apart weirdly at some point yeah uh but no Joe Tower dude Joe Tower Joe Tower last February um it's kind of the greatest why did he move in two weeks after because we couldn't be apart I know everyone was like was it an emergency like did he lose his place yeah and it was it was really like I mean, I've dated like a hundred thousand people. <laughs> like, I really feel like I'm per- like a professional. Like, yeah, you know when you start 
I mean, I started accepting money I was, for sex. Totally, I started, <laughs> I started super professional. like around fourteen. You know, it's like I've been, a, I've been <laughs> at this rodeo. You were a cheerleader. I was a cheerleader. Uh, no, um, yeah, well, no, I, I hear you. I, I feel like I've dated a billion guys, and I had sort of, I actually sort of like hit this like rock bottom with dudes. Like last January, I had sort of. I had like chased down my super ex uh-huh. and sort of like tried to give it one last go, like was flying back and forth to New York Whoa. and was really like, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> and for like all of the, like looking back on it for all of the wrong reasons. And when I came, it sort of like fell apart in like the worst way. Like all my friends had flown out for my birthday. We were all in New York and like there was like the night that we were all going to hang out and it just turned into a total fucking disaster. What happened? Well, we had all like my friends, Kim Kelly and Genevieve, we were all in New York, like for my birthday and Mm -hmm. they all had friends. So it was sort of like uh, two birds with one stone kind of thing. Right. And um, I was out there and, you know, I was sort of like, oh, I think things are sort of like moving forward with me and super acts. And everyone was like, let's meet him. Like, yeah, where's your where's your man? Like, we can't not know him. And uh, and my plan was like, I was I I felt like I knew I was going to move back to New York like mm. by the end of the summer. And I was sort of like making these plans again. Against like my better, I think I just wanted yeah, because it. you wanted to get back together. Yeah. How I, long ago had you guys dated? Well, we date. He was my boss at Jaxalama, oh, okay, and we dated okay. for years. And like worst breakup of all time, like super dramatic. Like what happened. I was working at Jake's, and I had this moment where I was like, I'm either gonna marry him or not marry him, and I need to figure it out, and I need to. F- Figure it yeah, out by tonight. going to Europe. Oh, okay. Like straight up, like total <laughs> eat, pray, love. Where I was like, if I go to Europe, I will be able to figure out if I should marry Super X. <laughs> he wasn't Super X at the time. Right. And very like earnestly, like packed a backpack, like packed my journals and like went and roamed around Europe by myself for months, like chronicling like every experience and like, I'll never forget. I was sitting on a beach in Greece and I really felt like the reason I went was to like figure out that the answer was yes. Like I was just like, I just have to get the courage to like be a big girl and like give up my dreams and just like work in this bar and like do this thing with this guy. And I was sitting on, it was in Mykonos. I was sitting on the beach and the way that the sort of like sky looked, it seemed like, It was almost like, um, this is the worst analogy, like an upside down salad bowl. Like, (laughs) like, ooh, (laughs) where all true dreams come through. But it just felt like the romance. I know. You should try to sell that to Mykonos to their (laughs) chamber of commerce. I'm like, do you guys need to write some copy for your travel (laughs) brochures? But like the stars were really low. And I was like, I could see my, like, I was like looking at my toes and the stars and the ocean. And I was like, oh, no fucking way. Like, I can't, I'm, I can't, 
I can't marry him. Right. Like, life is like a big bowl of salad and I've, is- I've only had a tomato. <laughs> there are croutons. There there's croutons, romaine. There's, there's dressing. There's, yeah. ch- there's protein. Oh my God. Ah! So like I quickly like went to a payphone like in my bikini and like called home, broke up with him like via phone Whoa. card, via payphone. Like the worst. Like the <laughs> fucking worst. Like all of my so shit rash. was in his apartment. You, you went to go visit Europe and to like explore things. You're like, I have to tell him right I now. I know. I told it was totally like, um, so well, I bet you weren't expecting this. <laughs> like, uh, did you literally say I mean uh no, but right. I, I'm sure it was very uh like horribly worded. And uh and then all my shit was in his apartment because I was just right. supposed to be going away to figure out how to marry him. And then what did you tell him before you left? Well, I was like I felt like very, I, I was just like, I need to go sort myself out. Mm-hmm. And then he stopped talking to me for two months. And so I went and sort sorted myself out. And he actually came and visited me in Spain. And uh, after you broke up with him? Before, before. Okay. Before. And we just like fought all week. Because I was like, I really, like there was really that part of me that like, could see a version of my life like with him. Right. You know, and I really sliding doors. Sliding doors, girl. <laughs> Choose your own motherfucking adventure. <laughs> and I was like, please help me sort out this version of my life with you. Because if I stay, I can't work in that bar anymore. Mm-hmm. And like and he was very unhelpful with me sort of like sorting it all out. Was he older than you? I mean oh, you must he was have eight been. years older. Okay. Yeah. And that was, and I think too, like it's hard dating somebody who's sort of, like I think a struggle with him was always like, I always felt like he had gone through eight more years worth of stuff and right. was always like, oh, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Which is, it's a weird, you know, I always thought like the hard thing about dating somebody that was older than you was that you were like, you just wanted to make sure you were as mature as them. Like, you know, I always wanted to be mature enough to, like, date older guys. Yeah. But really, they can't relate to your experiences anywhere. Like, they've been there, and they know that you get through it, so they can't be totally. So, like, that was, like, always a super hard thing where whenever we, I would sort of, like, try and open up and be, like, I'm struggling with this thing. It was always sort of, like, oh, well, I mean, you'll be fine. And that's yeah. not helpful. <laughs> right. Um. So, so, yeah, so we broke up. I stayed another like six weeks in Europe, fell in love like 17 times. And I felt, oh God, there was this boy. Where did you meet people when you were in? Well, I stayed in hostel. Oh, this is the greatest. This is like why I'm with Joe Tower. So (laughs) when I was in Portugal, you know, because I stayed in hostels and like there's definitely like when you get there, when, because I started in Rome. And I did like Italy, Spain, Greece, and Portugal. And there's definitely like a path that you sort of go on that mm-hmm. it makes the most sense to go from like Rome to Florence, Florence to Venice, Venice to Cinque Terre. And so like that's right. sort of, so you would sort of like see and not see, see and not see the same people while you were traveling through all these con- countries mm. because you just, there's only so many hostels and you just sort of like keep ending up with the same right. people. And um, I've been traveling for a while. I was in, it was my first day in Portugal, in Lisbon. And I was sitting in this hostel and this dude walks in uh, with a, super cute, like 
sort of like that dark hair, scruffy. Um, I'm trying mm-hmm. to think. I mean, straight up from Philly, like had that a little bit of like that street to him. Sure. And he like a, looks good in shorts. Oh, he might. He might. I mean, like the like those the more athletic guys with like the longer yeah, shorts, dude. like definitely like the... beastie. Like had a little bit of a beastie boy to him. Okay, but he walked in with a t shirt that said it was yellow and had a gopher on it, and it said <laughs> "Go for it." And <laughs> we were sort of talking, and he was like, "Are you going to come out later tonight's the Sardine Festival, which is like the biggest festival in Portugal?" <laughs> and I was like. Uh, I'll check my schedule and uh, and he and as he was leaving I was like oh what's your name and he said my name is Ash and I was like is that your travel name like Uh, (laughs) like, his name is Scott but like yeah totally uh, backpacking through Europe and he was like no uh, like Ashley from Gone with the Wind and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm supposed to fall in love with you. <laughs> and, you know, like cut to like this like super like intense where I like it was one of those things where you're like, you know, what happens in Europe stays in Europe. Like you mm-hmm. knew, like I knew I wasn't going to like come back to New York with my boyfriend that I met in Philly, from right. Philly in Portugal. It was so crazy. But he was totally the guy who was just like so fucking cool. He was sexy. He was super hot. He was really smart. He was into music. And he was the guy where I was like, I can find somebody better. Like there, these guys exist in the world. Yeah, I there are just, sexy guys out there. Th- well, mm-hmm. every so often, it's hard. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of sexy dudes. But he was also like such a dude, and uh, and I and I kind of like always hung on to that. Like it really made me think. Okay, because I think that's what happens is you sort of you date a hundred, a thousand people, and you 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 start to like. You lower you. I lowered my. Ex- you lower your expectations. You're sort of like, oh, well, I. I guess you find people who you fit with the best. I just. Right. I. I didn't have a lot of faith in like. Like, my perfect version of a dude. Mm. You know, I sort of was like. Oh. Really, you didn't feel like you were like deducing. You felt like you were just numbing. Wait, say that again. Like you didn't. You didn't feel like. Or you, you don't you don't feel like when you because I'd like to think and maybe this is me being too optimistic, but that because like, I also feel like I've dated a hundred thousand dudes, but I feel like every relationship that I put behind me, I'm like, oh, okay, no, I think I I'm narrowing in more on what I want, but I don't feel like that. I would love to have said that. I think I never <laughs> did that. I was just, it was always like just like spin the lottery wheel again, really? like that type <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> oh, okay, I think so. I think like maybe at the end, maybe like the last year to when I started, I sound like the most fucked up girl. But when I started therapy like that is when I definitely got better about being like, oh, I would like to date the type of guy that has a job. Mm-hmm. I would like to date the kind of guy, you know, you start to like, yeah, narrow down those things. And I definitely think that helped me get closer to like. You know, I think it uh, it it just helped me learn how to like say no. I th- oh man, because I think I often liked guys who liked me. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't right. know that there's been a lot of times in my life where I was like, you come here. Yeah, well, and it's hard for women, and like that's usually counterintuitive. 
Yeah. Those are the guys that aren't interested when you're like, yeah, you. And I, th- they're like, but I want to chase you, but no, I don't have to. Not interested. Totally. And I think like my friend Amanda, Amanda. Yeah. You know, I feel like there have been so many guys where I, I've like, I would be talking with Amanda and she would say, yeah, but do you, do you like him? I'm like, right. well, that's not important. What happened was he did this and I did this. And, and she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But do you like, do you like him? I'm like, right. well, I'm not going to, you know. Oh, I'm not going to. Well, it's not complicated. Uh, that's not worry about it. The thing is, is that he didn't call me and he said, it was gonna, you know, uh, and I think that like, I actually got to the, like, I feel like. You know, I definitely feel like I was in training like my whole life to like be with Joe Tower, but like that was definitely something that I had to like move past and get over. Like just because somebody likes you doesn't mean you have to go on a date with them. Right. You know, like you get to. But I think that with Joe and I, it was definitely like immediate equal. Like, and I think that that is why I totally knew is. Mm When we, because essentially what happened is I was bartending at this bar in the valley and he had come in once, too scared to talk to me. Nice. Didn't say anything. (laughs) And then he started coming in. Towered in fear. So he's totally cowardly. He's really, no, Uh, no, 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 no. (laughs) So, uh, so he started coming in, like trying to figure out the nights that I worked and in the ah. process of doing that, he ended up, because he's like the most like friendliest outgoing guy ever, he strikes up like a genuine friendship with one of the other bartenders and they become sort of like buddies and simultaneously and unbeknownst <laughs> yeah. to Joe, my other bartender, Farad, was like, I want to set you up with this guy, Joe. And I was like, nope, not interested. I'm not yeah. dating somebody from this bar. I just literally had my heart pulled out of my chest in New York City. Yeah. I'm Which I'm we skipped done. over and we have to get back we'll to that. We'll go back. That okay. Uh, I was just like, no, I'm, I'm so done. I'm going to be a career girl. I'm going to be alone. It's a choice. I'll go on a singles cruise when I'm 60. I will meet a divorced man who has kids and it'll totally make up for <laughs> all the pain in my life. And... Farid kept being like, I really think you'd like this guy. I really think you'd like him. I really think you'd. And I was like, Farid, you're 25. You don't understand how the world works. Shut the fuck up. And then (laughs) one night, Joe comes in. And we're sitting there talking. It was kind of a slow night. I didn't know who he was. Just chatting a little bit. But as he was walking out the door, he was like, oh, I didn't. I never introduced myself. My name is Joe. And I was like, are you do you work at Barney's Beanery? Because I knew that this other this other Joe worked at Barney's Beanery. Right. And he said, yeah. And I said, did you know that Farad's trying to set us up on a date? And he was like, how am I doing? <laughs> and just like the minute he said that, like I can still see him saying it right now. I was like, in. <laughs> and uh, and then it was like, he'd, he came in. I said, I was supposed to work Farad's shift next week and scope you out without you knowing and he's like, well, then that'll be our first date. And he came in that next Wednesday <laughs> and he brought a copy of Pride and Prejudice that he wow. wrote. Oh, I know. But he like <laughs> fucking went for it, too. I will say Joe Tower like put himself out there. And I went into his bar the next night with Farid. Then the night after that, I'm so fucking lame. I got off work early and I texted him. I knew he was working. And I was like, do you know the movie Singles? And he 
you know, texted back citizen dick. So I drove to his bar and I said, I was nowhere near your neighborhood. <laughs> and, uh, sat there and like talked to him for a little while. And then he walked me to my car and he kissed me and he said, what are you doing tomorrow night and Wednesday night and the next Saturday night? Cause I want to see you all of those nights. And then the next night what we went romantic. out. Oh, he's fucking greatest. And then the next night we, uh, we went to, uh, our first date was uh, his best friend's, one of his really good friend's dinner party. And like halfway through, he just like pulled me over and he said, I'm going to fall in love with you so hard your head will spin. And like a week and a half later, I'm like cleaning out my closets and he's pushing his stuff into my house. Whoa. I know. Wait, but, so uh, what? I know. It's How is he able to move in right away? Like, did it was his least, like, was it, well, it just all this work was out? like this amazing, like serendipitous thing is my friend. I think the way it worked was my friend Steven had just moved to town from New York and needed a place. Mm -hmm. So like Joe moved into my apartment and Steve ended up taking his place like pretty soon thereafter. So it just sort of like worked out that he was able to like not break his lease okay. and move in with me. Or maybe there was like a month in the balance. Um And it really like, I will say like seamlessly, because I really now am of the total... I will say, when you know, you know. Okay. Because I think so many times you know that it's not right, and you're like, I know it's not right, but this is fine. Yes, yeah. But, like, when you finally meet that person, like, I just knew, and I didn't, and I'm such a, like, buyer's remorse person. Like, the minute I buy anything, I'm like, I shouldn't have bought it, I shouldn't have bought it. I always, <laughs> when I go shopping, I have a 24-hour rule that if I love things, I have to wait and go back the next day because I used to just buy things and like never wear them, never take right. them out of boxes. And I will say no buyer's remorse. Like there was, there has not been one moment where I like woke up and was like, what the fuck did I do? Like who the, wh why the fuck is this person in my bed? Yeah. <laughs> Which is That's nice. It's amazing. How, how old is he? He's 32. He's a little bit younger than I am. But still, 32. Yeah, he's a man. So he's not like 20 and... I know. Uh, the, like he's the not... Moment I, or like, tw like tw 22 <gasps> and he was a bartender. 24? He's 24. I would be like, ah! <laughs> Yay! Oh my God, you did it! So enthusiastic. Yay! I totally... In my like, what a romantic. My last year of dating before Joe, I dated a 25-year-old dude. And it was just like... <laughs> like constantly. I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? He's 25. <laughs> He's eight years younger than I am. How did, like, how did, how did that manifest that, that age difference? Like, w oh, so he was any, my like, bar back. Like, <laughs> was literally, was it? literally was my bar back. <laughs> literally, like, and I think it, I was so his boss, essentially. Kind of. Like, I was telling him what to do and then being like, are you coming over tonight? Uh, but I think, but he was so tall. <laughs> but I was like, he's kind of the same he's age. He's older. As me. You, you know, when you're kids and someone's bigger, they're older. But it's just so hard to like <laughs> have your friends take you seriously when they're like, how old is he? Cause you can tell. Is Colby coming? <laughs> <laughs> Are you bringing your little brother? You're just like, oh man, I am. He'll be right back. 
it was just you know what the hugest the biggest thing was like our I don't like our reference points like pop culture references I would literally he came oh, and saw no. one of my one person shows once yeah and he was he literally said it was really funny I mean I didn't really know what you were talking about a lot of the time <laughs> but I know that it was funny and I was oh. just like oh. I could tell that's what you wanted I know that I mean the adults around me were laughing I mean it was I was like oh Man, finally got to dive into that Miss Robinson fantasy. Waiting my whole life for that. Ugh. No, thank you. I know. Have you ever, have you dated, because you're young. How old are you, 25? 27. Oh, you're 27. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I just, you're the age uh, I was when up. I was an alcoholic. Yay! Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. But have you dated any, like, any, any, like, because like, for you, I guess, young would be, like, not able to drink, right? Like 20. Have you dated like 20 um, or 21-year-olds? Well, oh gosh. I, yes. Last, well, last year, I think I saw you like right after my really bad breakup last year at I.O. I worked in Atlanta for a few months. And oh, I remember this. I remember getting... A frantic Facebook yeah. message. <laughs> I mean, just a mess. I mean, I made such a mess that I keep on getting random texts that are like, Hey girl, like <laughs> that's, that's the mess. And I'm like, I, I'm getting drunk texts from people that I, that I did in Atlanta. But, uh, oh, I was wondering like who was saying, Hey girl, like your ex or like, okay. I get oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, not my ex. That you lost your mind. My ex is saying, Hey, I love living with the girl I cheated on you with. Oh, he's um, living with her. It's very sweet. Actually, they, they're, they make a really cute couple. Is and I don't want to say he cheated on me. I want to say he started a relationship while we were still dating. <laughs> Totally different. <laughs> totally different. I don't think she knew. I mean, she, they, they work together. I don't know. Who, who knows? Mm. I, she's she honestly seems like a totally fine person. Are you all friends? Are you all? No. Okay. Okay. No. I was like, oh, God, you're a really big person. Oh, no, I'm not. Um, not at all. I We haven't talked since the party that we were both at in February, and I got very drunk in front of all of our friends. I said, just say you're a bad person. And he like <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, I want to be the girl that like walks around on back of you and like writes down <laughs> what you say. I yeah, I it was it was awful. But I, I feel like you're definitely you're definitely like a go big or go home kind of girl. Like I feel <laughs> yeah. like you and I aren't like totally close friends, but like I feel like we're close enough where I've watched you like be in love several times. Yes. Like I feel like there's yeah. whenever there is a boy, it's like yeah. I am dating this guy in a band and he is <laughs> amazing. And we, it's perfect. And, and it's I love him. Finally. And, and, it, yeah. and like this, it, cause, and I always feel like it's also <laughs> a little bit qualified with, see, you, sh you can't date somebody in comedy. You have to date somebody in a band. <laughs> and then it's like, you should never date somebody in a band. Yeah, yeah. You should totally date somebody in comedy. Uh -huh. Or you just can't date unsuccessful people in comedy. You have to date <laughs> successful. That's like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes. It's yeah. Like that that's wonderful older sister thing where true. I'm just yeah. like three steps ahead of you. I'm like, oh, you're coming. <laughs> you're, you're right where you're supposed to be, Aaron. Oh, man. Yeah. I've, I, uh, 
to answer your initial question. Oh, but but yes, you're right. I'm definitely like an all in, like not moderate yeah. person at all. Like at that party, which I love. Like I, <laughs> I've always been a sort of like you see, you're that way a little bit. I, no? I feel like I'm not. I feel like I won't admit that I'm dating somebody until I have to. Okay, that's. I nice. feel like oh, it's horrible, but I feel like I'm definitely the oh, we. Where that person legitimately is like, oh, she's my girlfriend. And if, oh, if that same person would be like, oh, I talked to your boyfriend, I'd be like, I don't have a boyfriend. You tell you, I don't. I'm, I mean, I'm seeing somebody. But I don't <laughs> Whereas with me, people are like, I talked to this guy who works at your local gas station and he said boyfriend. you're not you're his, his girlfriend. Her, her girlfriend, uh, his. So wait, how long girlfriend. have you and Dan been together? It's a while. A year, yeah. Oh, that's for real. Yeah. I think it's pretty, it's pretty for real. Yeah, it's funny having this conversation because you're 100% right that I do always do that where I'm like, this is it. This is the combination. I found the combination oh, to the totally. <laughs> That I am immediately after like, oh, no. I feel like I did that when I was 17. Like, I totally, <laughs> my first Great. boyfriend, my first boyfriend, Corey Matthews, who was a Mormon, who I was like, I am marrying Corey Matthews so much so that like when he went on his mission, I was like, I will wait. It's going to be fine. I won't date anyone from the time I'm 16 till I'm 18 in high school and not Mormon. And like was so committed to it. And then I met Matt Thompson, who was a fireman three months after Corey had left for his mission. And I was like, I love Matt Thompson and I'm going to marry him and I'm going to be with him forever. And I love him more than anything. And he is my soulmate. And then I met Juan Ramirez and I was like, oh, my God, we totally have seen the same movies. I love you more than anything. We are totally each other's. We totally get each other the way that nobody else gets each other. I'm so glad that my name ends with P and yours is R and we sit next to each other in language art. It's, this makes it so convenient. Um, <laughs> you're talking about how um, your your relationship with Joe Tower, like it feels different. And I. I do, I do feel like my relationship with Dan is different, though I hope this isn't just another like, he's in a band, totally. he's not in a band. It's like a t- <laughs> <laughs> he, it's, it's literally the first time that I have fallen in love with someone's personality before I fell in love with them romantically. Like, I think every other guy, I've like, I've fallen for some charm or like some, I don't know, like their smile or something like there was some either like a physical thing or or like a circumstantial thing. Uh How did you guys meet? He did. This feels terrible at UCB. But my friend was uh, working for him. Uh So my friend Megan, who used to co-host the show with me. She was working for him, so it was super... In my mind, I was like, that is 100% off limits. Like, oh, I'm not going to date... My friend's boss. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Um, but then Megan gave her blessing, and then it was all fine. But, like... And I, and lo- I didn't ask for it. Like, she volunteered it. Like, Dan and I became friends, and then and then she, she was like, I think you should go for it because Dan clearly was interested but I was like oh there's no way I'm not going to date I can't date you you are my friend's boss yeah which and I I love that like just because I know that video that you played at the beginning of the show and then people get up there and tell like the worst fucking stories and I love that that you're like 
when he did my show and he saw that I was a, a mess, a, a, a broken person who cries on the street, and he was a person who had a super fucked up experience. I love that when you're just like, we fit. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. When he did my show, he wouldn't look at me. And ashamed. <laughs> he didn't want you to He's judge a him. Well, he, he, um, he had asked Megan who I was. We were like asked about me because he had seen our show posters and yeah, yeah. and liked me from that. But uh, I yeah. think you're like I didn't like him because of something shallow. But he saw me in a poster and was like, <laughs> "I want that girl." I mean, he has good personality, but it was definitely a one way street. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we became friends, and we. How long were you friends before you smooched? We started hanging out. Um, let's see. We started hanging out like this time last year, like very early December. And we spent every single day together, including Christmas and New Year's, but just spent all day together. I was, I gotten back from Atlanta and I was a wreck. That's and so I weird. was, it seems like that was so long ago. Yeah. Like, I remember when you left and it seems so long ago. Yeah, well, yeah, it's weird how you feel time. Like you also, you've gone through this, this, this big relationship where you guys have spent so much time together. And I think, you know, totally fucks with your time. Yes. But I also think relationships are experienced in moments and not in, I've dated guys for six months and, and not like had a a boyfriend conversation with them. Oh, that, I mean, welcome to LA. I mean, you can just like (laughs) fucking. Two years can go by, and you're like, "What is this?" And it's like, yeah. "I mean, wh- it happens to me. Qu- everything's cool." And yes. Like, yeah, I've had that. I've had that happen to me two or three times with guys in LA when I've been single and like we've hung out occasionally, and I've really just thought we were just friends because they never. It felt to me like they weren't making moves. Because you would know if it Because deep down you're like, I would know if we weren't friends. Yeah. Well, and then also it's that like, you smell like my brother type thing. Oh, But then they they get drunk and they're like, what's going on with us? And I'm like, whoa, what do you mean what is going on? I see you every four months and you take me to a concert and we hang out and... But, and then it's that shitty thing. And I'm sure like on their podcast, they're like, and then those girls are shitty because they do this. But it's like, it's that shitty thing where you're like, wait. And I maybe it's super naive. And yes, I've seen Harry and Sally, but like, because you're like, wait, I thought we were just friends. Are we just friends? Is it weird? Yeah. And why? And now why are you mad at me that I think that we're friends? Right. Well, I think there's this gray area that people don't talk about. And because you're crossing your fingers because you like it. You like it, and you're like, I don't want this gray area to end. Yeah, it's kind of great, and I yeah, it's a tight. You, I don't want it to fall into the friend category. I don't want it to fall into the dating category. And I know that if you get a girlfriend, we're never going to hang out again. Totally. Also, I don't want to have sex with you. Totally, so it's like we, Genevieve and I talk. It's like we're all sort of in. It's like we're sort of in love with each other, but like mm-hmm. not in a like I want to have sex with you way. But like I right. want to absorb you and like hang out with you and be around you. But like I want us to agree on these really precarious boundaries uh, that works out in my favor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's such a specific, but those, and those things always end fucking terribly. Yeah. I feel like they do. My experience is that people do one person shows about you when that (laughs) happens. Just saying. (laughs) Yeah. It could end terribly. There's like, I, my, 
I have a, a few really close guy friends in LA. One in particular who was a super, super close friend. But like a few years ago, I, I was like, I, I had the biggest crush on him. I was changing my schedule for him and I oh, and then when you knew he was going to be there you would put on like mascara and like you're good tights <laughs> yeah oh, I girl. mean and this is gross thinking about this now we're about to go shopping for Thanksgiving food for Thanksgiving at my boyfriend's house like that's where our friendship is now but then I was like oh like I, I yeah and and he like he was he was very we had this like kind of sexual relationship and then but we were never meant to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Yes. But I was really hurt by it for a little while. And I said to him, like, we, we had this one big conversation about it. And I said to him, like, I, I pity the next woman oh. that you fall in love with. Like, you're, you're a mess. <laughs> like, and, and so that. that's why you should stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> date we just like we had sex a couple of times and then just like fooled around yeah. and uh and it was always it was always awful and just shameful and never good ever um but i do think that because I, there was that sexual tension up top that it ended up being healthy in the end because like we went through this whole rigmarole and like oh, okay Men and women, God, they just want to stick their things inside each other. But like, if you if you travel to that place and you're like, okay, like this is just that thing, and I know for women especially, like once that's turned off, it's like it's off. It's over. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. Like your our our uteruses, like there's a callus for like whatever their it is weird, chemistry is. It's it, like that's always stunning to me when. You do, you do sort of like explore. That is so lame. But like when you sort of like when you think you were were you entertain Mm -hmm. sleeping with somebody for a while, or you sort of entertain like we have this good connection, we have this thing. Like I guess we'll just do that thing that boys and girls do. But then there is that moment where you're like, oh, it's no, I don't feel it. I don't feel I don't want you. Yeah. It just like shuts off hardcore. It's like that movie Closer where they talk about the moment that you like fall out of love with somebody. Yeah. Like where it just like not only and it, are you out of love with them, you're grossed out by them. You're like it's, it's awful. Done. Yeah. Those rose colored glasses are motherfucking gone. Like they are broken, they are shattered. They are I lost them. They flew out of my car. Yeah. It's a weird so thing how you how that like turns off like all the way. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> nothing lasts forever. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I'm thankful for, I'm thankful that we like explored that at one point. I mean, we never talk about it. Dan's aware of it. You, uh, you were asking me earlier if I had dated somebody who was younger. Uh huh. And I, this isn't like a dating story, but like last year during that, that flurry, my post breakup, uh, I lost 20 pounds because I'm miserable and, and can't make myself eat. But you're so sexy lucky time. that you're one of those girls who, like, when you get sad, you get skinny. I mean, right. <laughs> but now I'm getting fatter and that's making me sad because I'm, ha- There's I'm no happy. One in that so world, that I, yeah. 
It sucks. Oh, but I last year, me and my friend did this thing where we would go to when I was single, we would go to the Thirsty Crow, mm-hmm. which is a bar in Los Angeles. It's like this dark whiskey bar. And every time we would go there, there would be a different guy that would be like like it, it was it felt like magic. It felt like a thing where it was like, oh, You're like we're conjuring yes. this man yes. to teach us something, yeah, or to like Bona. He, he, yes, it was like, and that it just always ended up happening where we would just that we would each meet a guy, I like love, he would just emerge, and we would meet. This I love guy. your crazy whiskey fairy tale. We were like, <laughs> it was like magic. I went to a bar, I drank something, and then some dude wanted to fuck me. Yeah. It was so weird. It happened every time, every time. Girls, free, so free advertisement for the Thirsty Crow, like, ladies. Go, men, go. I mean, you literally just like sold out all the whiskey of the Thirsty Crow because pe- girls who need to get laid and dudes that want to get laid are going to be oh like, God. if there you go there. waiting there. <laughs> oh, there were three times stick out. Uh, in particular, one of the times, this guy that was younger, much younger, and then I, I didn't go home with this guy. And not saying that I went home I only, I think I only went, I went home with one of the guys that I met at the Thursday. The rest you fucked in your car. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't go home with him. Uh, but there were three magical people in this tale of sex and whiskey. Yes, let me, everyone, everyone get cozy. I'm just going to tell you the tale of the three men of the Thirsty Crow. I love it. It's like the little pigs. Yeah. But hipsters. <laughs> yes. Oh, so, so hip. Yeah. So this is, if you're not in LA, this, this bar is in, in East LA and is extremely hip and people have great hair and, that's the that's the story. So the first guy, uh, two of these guys are on the same night. There is this, but I didn't. Oh, I love two dudes, one night stories. Do you guys I have a night? couple of those. <laughs> when I walked into the bar, I met this. I met this guy. Uh, oh, by the way, I don't remember any of these guys names. Right? I don't remember their names. No, so so I'm going to just name them. They're not fake names. I don't remember their names. Classic. This is how sad I was. Uh, so we'll call this guy Chad because he looked like a Chad. Mm-hmm. He's this really handsome uh, musician guy. Of he course. was a piano player in a few jazz bands. And we met because he was standing outside. I don't smoke, but I like standing on the on the patio, the cool, people, the cool, interesting people. Yeah, so I'll stand out there and I'll ask for a cigarette and never light it and be like, oh, I never lit this, and then hand it back because <laughs> <laughs> I don't smoke. But uh, this this guy, this guy uh, Chad, I overheard him saying to somebody, to his buddy, "Ugh, it's so annoying! Like all these women coming up to me and talking to me. Like I just want to approach a girl that I like for once." Right. Which is the douchiest thing that anyone's ever said ever. And I looked over at him and I said, that is, you are the biggest asshole ever. And of course, this guy is gorgeous. Totally. Yeah. Because he's complaining that women are hitting right. on him too much. And so I say that to him and, and he's like, Ma, what, what's the cut of what's your, your name? Yeah. What's your story? I'm so fucked up that I want to fuck girls who are mean <laughs> to me because I hate my mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh, don't sweat it and walked inside the bar. But knowing full well, you were like dropping your kerchief. Yes. Kerchief where you're yes. just like, Of course. What's it to you? Yeah. And Molly, 
I'm pretty sure I looked great that night. <laughs> so I walked into the I walked into the bar, and then there are these uh, there are these three guys there that were doing shots, and this guy walked over who looked like a young Fraser, or looked like he was trying to be. Like he was wearing he was wearing like a professor's blazer oh, with like man. the elbow patches Sounds and horrible. Yeah, yeah, and had like this was wearing like clothes that a 50 year old Jewish professor would wear but he was he looked like he was 10 years old like he had this really really young face and he walked over and he's like would you like a shot of fine whiskey oh man <laughs> and I or like some and I I I I said fine I was like I don't care what kind of whiskey he's like no I he's love like, how, I'm gonna I love how cavalier you are because <laughs> everyone so sad. here we were just like whatever I'm hungry I'm <laughs> Somebody, uh, Which I think, yeah, red is confidence, but it was really just nihilism. I just wanted to die. I was so, yeah. Which guys are just like, ooh, she wants, ooh, she wants to die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I'll fuck her before Maybe she dies. I was gonna say, I'll, I'll fuck her, and make her feel better. <laughs> so, so this guy, we, uh, my friend Kimber and I start talking to these these guys. They're there for their friend's birthday, and. um I find out that they all have fake IDs and his oh. friend is turning 19. They're all like 18 years old. They're all in college. They're going to UCLA. They're all film students. This guy who's dressed like Frasier. This is, this is like the grossest yeah. group of humans. <laughs> I just like, I wish, cause it's these, this group is very, like this picture is very cinematically perfect to me. And I just love that people in like Wisconsin are like, oh, I wonder, like, I yeah. wonder what that was like. Oh, my God. Okay. And then the Frasier's two friends were wearing motorcycle jackets. Because they Just, were dressed up as characters from another movie <laughs> they had seen in their film 101 class at yeah. UCLA. Troy, we're going to take you out tonight. We're going to get you laid. Yeah. We're going to get you very laid. Uh, so we're talking to these, I'm talking to these guys, uh, the birthday boy and this Fraser guy, especially. Fraser guy goes to the bathroom and then the birthday guy, like we were talking about, the birthday guy, I guess, won some big screenwriting competition, like some kind of for the like 16 to 18 year old. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. So he had, he had won some scholarship, but he was from LA and from Hancock Park, which if so you're not from LA, like is a super, uh, yeah, everyone has a lot of money. So his parents probably have millions of dollars and he's won this, he's won this award and his friends were telling me, you know, he was offered staff writing jobs on all these shows and he turned them down. What? Cause he's an, idiot yeah and so he came back and he's like yeah i turned those shows down oh, oh gosh with oh it was csi miami oh it was what he had turned down was tone loke on that at the time <laughs> <laughs> like, but oh i God. just i was so bummed out i was like i, uh, I uh, fuck you like i would be on that show and he's like no but i just don't respect that show i was like you're fucking four years old oh. be on that show it's like and any person who says that you're like well you've just shown your hand that your parents support you and that you're an asshole yeah like if you're if you're turning if you're under 30 and turning down staff writing jobs like fuck off right 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 I don't respect that show respect they that. don't respect you either monsters meanwhile I end up getting these two guys's uh, phone guys's I get their phone numbers because my friend is playing across the street at the Silver Lake Lounge mm -hmm. and he needed more audience and they were like, oh, well, text us when he goes on. We'll goes on. Over. Yeah. So I go over. I watch my friend's show. I text these two guys. They come over. 
we, my friend that was playing had like some sort of like personal issue with a girlfriend or something. So he left. So I wasn't hanging out with him. I go back to the bar. And so now these, both of these kids have my phone numbers. One of them's 19. The other one's 18. Oh man. That is like ripe for prank calls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like finally mastered not laughing while they like ask if Seymour Pat is on the phone. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 26 and I, I'm just, I'm so miserable and I'm just, I'm, I'm basically telling them to leave me alone, but then also saying like, but please also don't leave me alone because I'm because sad, I don't clearly. And you guys have more money than I do. You yeah. 18 year olds and you're buying me these expensive, expensive whiskey shops. These, these expensive fine whiskeys. Yes. So, so eventually I am, I'm, I'm, I want to leave. And so I tell these guys I'm going to leave. I go out to the patio to find my friend. I run back into this piano guy. And the piano guy is like, look, like you're really interesting. And he I said, I know. <laughs> I said, I know. Here's, uh, what's your phone number? Maybe I'll use that. Like something like that. Got his phone number. Love it. Yeah. And he was like, huh, okay. Nihilistic, not Again. cool. Just I love like that nobody in this situation has born to die. Lana Del Rey. Yeah, no one else has self esteem. I, I'm like, I'm gonna go walk to my car. The Fraser guy is like, Milady, let me uh, walk you to your car. And I was like, Ugh. I'm totally picturing Christopher Mintz Plaza, like just being like, Milady. Really? Uh, yes, yes. Very well. Inside, uh, Christopher Mintzplatz, but like, but yeah, he's, uh, a tall, just like goofy, very like Ivy League looking, like a really young, um, a Kennedy. Yes, yes, exactly. Too white, like too, uh, inbred. And also 218, way 218. 218. <laughs> 218. That's what I always say. He was younger than my brother, is always a no go. And then also, you just graduated to high school. Like, I remember we were talking about it his high school graduation. Like, no way. I'm I almost remember 10 years older when I was than you. in Europe, and there, there was this one dude who he kept, he would always be like, yeah, you know, back when I was in high school. And finally, I was like, when were you we in high school? And he said, last year. <laughs> and I was like, fuck off Doctor like you're an ass don't say that oh man because when i say that it's a decade old reference at this point anyway yeah you're allowed to say back when i was in high school um so he walks me to my car and he like i'm parked very far away and i was like well i'll give you a ride back to the bar and then he says no look come home with me and I was like oh no no I'm not gonna no I'm not gonna mm, I'm not gonna go home with you uh and I was was like by the way like do you live on your own no lives with lives lives with his parents which I already said like I just found it yeah back to his parents house I was like and we hadn't made out or any like there wasn't a there wasn't energy there like he was just in his own little movie where he invites me back to his house (laughs) and then I have sex with him yeah it's just like like you're gonna get back to his room in his parents home and then sort of like teach him how to have sex yes like he's like, yes this is gonna, this is the girl which i will admit there's 10 percent of that I interests know. me like i've never done that before it's kind of interesting to me but also 18 years old yuck 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 so he he tries to kiss me i am sad to admit that i gave him like a pity kiss i kissed him for a second well i mean these things happen 
I didn't go anywhere near his his groin or anything. I his groin. I'm I'm a hundred. What are you, a gym teacher? (laughs) I didn't go near his groin area. Well, yeah, exactly. Gym teacher. I think of the word groin because it's so academic to me. Like I feel like an old lady. So I kissed him so he wouldn't feel like a monster because he was like a handsome kid. But I was like, I you don't understand. I feel so much older than you. And like even if I wasn't, we were in such different places in our lives. I'm like this would be. The most annoying interact. Like, we can't interact anymore. This is it. And so I'm like, I'm going to bring you back to the bar. And he's like, please don't bring me back to the bar. Please. I told them that you were going to go home with me. Please. And then I was like his mom. And I dropped him off around the block. <laughs> oh, that's like so a mom would. Nice you, though. <laughs> like... And then I don't know what he did. He must have waited around the block for a long time. And then he, while he like, like constructed a story about how he put his fingers in my pussy. Like, who knows? Who oh, knows? But, like in my dream scenario, he went like he went all out. Like he came back like licking his uh, lips and just she died. Like, I fucked her to death. I fucked too much. Th- hey, you guys, there's a fucking my dick splitter in l- two. There's a limp redhead in the corner <laughs> where he's just like, I don't know what happened to Is her. Girl retarded over there. I made her that I'm, way. <laughs> <laughs> did it? My dick went all the way to her brain. They're like, that's not the same girl. Whatever. I did. I was I, t- two birds with one stone. You know me. Three some Bob. Three oh, some Bob. That's, but you know what? It was so sweet of you because I feel like. I, I mean, it's so sweet of you to be like, all right, I won't go back in the bar. I'll let your cronies think you. <laughs> finger banged me like yeah fine and I, i'm pretty sure i told him that i said you can say whatever you'd like whatever it's going to be fine i won't i won't be dishonored i love <laughs> you can say anything that's like the but it also and then he went on to write the movie and then he went on to write the movie easy a <laughs> Yeah, so then I, I I dropped him off around the corner, started driving home, texted the piano guy, and I was like, here's my address. Straight up. The worst. Two dudes, one cup. <laughs> you're just like, that little boy got the appetizer of what you're about to get, sir. I didn't oh, give yeah. it all the way to him, because I was going to give it to you. So that guy, yeah, which was so, like, I, I, was, I, I was just emotionally drunk, and I went back to my apartment, and he texted, when he texted me, I'm here, he was downstairs for me to left, let him up. I was like, oh, oh what am I doing? Fuck. What are you doing, That's Aaron? The what worst. are you doing? When you sort of get like too big for your britches and you like, you just get like, I, oh man, I did that once. Some guy, uh, gave me his, he just gave me his address and he's like, come over when you get off work. And I went over and it was literally from the time I like, like, texted him I'm here to walking up to his doorway Ugh. I was like what am I doing what am I doing I'm trying to be a big girl I'm not a big girl I'm not a big girl I'm gonna get a good I drink I Jack mean, Jameson like, yeah <laughs> I mean is that because because clearly the message that you sent by saying I'm here and the message that I sent by saying come over stranger is like you like we'll have this anonymous sex and it will be fine and for me, and I'm, I'm super so, cool, but like, but really, I'm like, oh no, I really, I just feel lonely. It is literally, and I the don't want to have sex with you. Like, I really don't. 
I really, really don't. I know. Or is it? <laughs> or I just want, I think I just want your body pressure on my body pressure. And maybe we don't take our clothes off. But like your total little temple grandin squeeze box. I just <laughs> yeah. want you to wrap me in a blanket yes. and then hold me from the outside. Yeah. But isn't, I mean, isn't that what it is though? Like where you think, Oh God, but what if he does come in here? We end up having this rad conversation. I don't know. I don't even know what it is. I well, just know that I like, think for the, for me, it's, a, it's that holding thing or, and probably more truthfully, it's just, Oh, I, I'm worthy enough to have somebody come over and have sex with me, which we know. The, the irony of that is so apparent, which is like, like you said, like, you but know, I feel what like girl guys are willing to have sex with girl girls. But I feel like it goes that. back to what you did at, uh, at Thirsty Crow, where you also like dip your toe in the water of being like that badass. Where you right. dip yeah, your yeah, toe yeah. in being like cavalier and like trying on for size, just mm-hmm. like. Fuck it, I don't give a shit. Yeah, like, it's very cinematic and, there's and some dramatic. Big, totally, and the Thirsty Crow is what dark is. and it feels exciting. It's and super. My s- life is a movie. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I, I fucking own this shit. And then there's like that like harsh reality when you're like, I don't want this dude naked in my bed. I don't yeah. want to know what. It, yeah, I don't. I don't want to. Like this experience has gone far enough Oy. because there is. There's that total like cinematic, like you know, being out and being young and being in LA or New York or whatever city you live in, and sort of like getting caught up in it. But then there's that moment where you're like, oh, wow, oh no, this is this terrible. Is ha- totally happening with this weird stranger. Yeah, Oy. I know. So he comes up. <laughs> so he's in my room. He's in my room. He sits down on my couch and I'm like, oh, geez, like, I don't know this person. And he starts talking about um, absinthe and just objectively, not like I have absinthe. Right. He's just saying like, oh, you know, it's really crazy. It's like absinthe. Like, oh, he's you get this special. Yes, exactly. He's and disgusting. I was, uh, and my my roommate who was in the other room heard the entire conversation in the morning, like recounted this whole like. I mean, that's like super hipster absinthe conversation where I I was sitting there. And as he was explaining it, I was like, how do I get him out of my apartment? That's the worst. And so he finishes this spiel on absinthe. And I say, hey, like, I'm super tired and I'm sorry I invited you over. But I think you should probably go home. And he flew into a rage. And, and it was like not a, a light rage, a hipster a rage, light, a, hipster a cash, rage. Where a he's cash like, rage, where he's like, I can't believe you did this. And there's just that thing yeah. where you're like, as long as I can wait out being called a cock tease, you're still out of my apartment in 10 minutes tops. Yeah. You know, where you're just like, well, I don't care so much gonna, about. Yeah. And, and now like every word you say in your light rage, which is my new favorite thing, like <laughs> somebody falling into a light rage. But like every word that tumbles out of your mouth is one word farther away from you fucking me. Like yeah. it just is like there's you're just showing your ass and yeah, like dude. every like all your James Bond pieces are falling off so quickly. But I he started talking very loudly. And so I was like, let's leave the apartment. We have a balcony in our building. So I walked him over to the balcony oh because he was like can we just talk about this for a second because come on, what? you're not gonna me fuck me to, period yeah. i don't know you period get out of my apartment and I, I was really 
I was really straightforward and honest with him saying like, look, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in a terrible place and I don't want you to be here. And I really and it's like, do you want destructive go? and like this is bad. And for him, you're like, do you really want to go to a party you're not invited to? Yeah. Do you really want to fuck me while I don't want you fucking me? Like, yeah. is that really how you because that's how this will play out. Like, is yes. that what you really want? Do you want to feel like you're raping me? Because that'll because I'll cry. No big deal. You want to see me cry? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Cause that makes you actually now the saddest person in the room and not me. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, actually, and now I want to have sex with you. Let's I know. Go do it. I know. <laughs> We're out because you're the, crying. Yes. Yeah. And now yeah. I have the upper hand. <laughs> so I'll fuck you. Turn around. <laughs> well, he it ended up like he kept on trying to negotiate with me and then he ended. Oh my God, that's insane. Yeah. The worst. And then he and like hit this hot guy just became the ugliest piece of shit ever, like right in front of my eyes. And then, cause I, I really, like, I wasn't, I wasn't mean to him. I was, I was trying to appeal to hu- his humanity and say, look, like you don't, I'm going through a thing and I'm so sorry you drove over here. There are worse things, but also it took you five minutes and you didn't get to, ha- get to have sex with a stranger. And totally, that's it. Like, it's not a bad deal. And then he, he said, well, this is the this is the last time I I go home with a girl from a from a bar. Okay, treats great. Me to, and I was like, all right, lesson uh, learned. Like, uh, I'm not all the girls from bars, but like, best of luck to you. Great work. It's just <laughs> such a funny like when you really think about it, where you're like, you're. It's so unreasonable to be mad at a stranger for not having sex with you. <laughs> like, it just is. Like, it's so unreasonable. It's like he's a toddler and he didn't get ice cream or he only got one scoop and he wanted two. And, like, it's at some point funny. you have to, like, don't you have to respect a girl who's like, oh, hey, my um, mind and body just caught caught up with each other yeah, and I'm actually yeah. thinking like a so like a sober normal person. Yes. Um I'm going to take this opportunity to collect my self-esteem, keep it intact and like dismiss you for the night. Yes. No harm no foul, right? I I'll think... give you fucking gas money. Yeah. And I guarantee you, sir, though you're probably not very sober in the morning, you'll be very happy that you didn't have sex with somebody who did not want to have sex with you. Yeah, it's just like it's No so... one wants that. Like weird and short. Except for rapists. Well, that's like, I don't like not to take this into like this 12th dark place that we've gone today. But like, <laughs> so you want to rape me? Like, yeah, I'm, if I would have said that, he would be like, Ugh. no, he would have freaked out. Yeah, he would have you know freaked I mean? out and then he would have left. But it would have been a reason to like, but it's like, I mean, I should have, I didn't know him at all. I, I, I should have just been like, I'm a penguin in the city. And he'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But whoa, it's whoa. weird how we're socialized as women to it's insane to me that the minute you said to him i don't want to have sex with you that he, that he didn't just say all right dude i'm out because yeah. like in our like why in our society like do we as girls have to like r- rationalize like it's this whole blue it's this blue balls thing like why we it's that whole, an extension of that it's so insane it's the, like i y- y- we are I know, like, from, from, like, 13 years old, I was told, like, don't get a guy going, or, like, he'll fucking lose his mind if you don't take care of that boner. It's like a well, tumor well, that will then, kill him if you don't take care of that boner. Which is such like, bullshit. And, then, such and bullshit. then dudes will be like, look what you've done to me. 
And you're like, well, yeah, okay. Get over yourself. Like, look what you've done to my heart. I wish our hearts bloomed into a boner. And you're like, you have to put a ring on it now because you gave me a heart boner. Totally. I'm gonna die. You have to don't marry me right now. If you marry me, I'll fuck you. Yeah. Just tell me you like me or tell me you're committed to me because that's my fucking boner. You don't give a shit. Totally. And yet they like lay this insane guilt trip on you for like not like you have marred them physically and now you have to take care of what you've started. Yeah. And it's just like and, you know, we're saying this as you know, women in our 20s, like this happens to girls who are like 12. Yeah. You know, that yeah. just that I it's so horrifying that like you would say to a dude, you know what? For whatever reason, I have changed my mind. Yeah. I do not want to have sex with you right now. And, and they would immediately say, all right. Yeah. Because I don't want to be a horrible monster. <laughs> and in the morning. Yeah. In the morning, that guy, that piano man. I know respected me so much more than if I would have just yeah totally. slept with him and to like to it's it's crazy the and I feel like I learned this lesson far too late but guys do not lose respect, respect for, for you, you for girl yeah, totally. yes a hundred percent it's the opposite it's such a bummer well but it's that it's that like dipping your toes in the bad girl thing where you mm-hmm. think that like. Yeah, I'm cool. I'll fuck you on the first date because it, it, it don't mean a thing to me. Yeah. And then you're like, and they're like, cool. And yeah, they're cool. Now, and you now don't you mean a thing, thing to, to me either. Yeah. And it's cool. Just, you don't respect yourself, which is what that feels like. And it's like, I just don't know. And, and not that you need to be a prude or whatever, but I just think there is so much more. You underestimate the value yeah. of like holding out, not putting out. Like, and you know, we all. Which sucks. And makes us feel bad totally. and not empowered. But it is like, I think it's just a biological thing. Like men, well, their, 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 their fabric is, tells them if a woman is willing to have sex with me right away, she's not worth pursuing. Well, it's like, why? Pursuing. What's the saying? Like, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? Right. Yeah. Totally. Which is true. But like that sucks because like I know I've I've had periods of my life and I feel this way now. But I mean, my relationship that I'm in now started with friendship and me essentially holding out. But I wasn't I wasn't holding out. I was I was in a friendship. But like that grew into something because my boyfriend felt like he was pursuing something. Yeah. And he. But which, which is shitty because I've had other times where I'm like, I'm involved and I'll do what I want and I want to have sex and I want to whatever. And that's fine too. But it's, it's all, it's harder. It's harder to be a woman than it is to be a man. That's, and that's the, the beginning and end of it. <laughs> and it's, and it's more complicated and it's more nuanced and we're, we're redefine, redefining our gender over the, like the last 50 years and for another 100 years. It's very complicated. Right. But you just have to be mindful that it that it is complicated because mm-hmm. when you think it's not, that's when you fuck yourself. Yes. Yeah. On both sides. On the you have to you have to have one foot in both camps, both camps being I'm an evolved woman and I if I want to have sex with somebody, I will. And then another foot in the in the camp saying like, well, like if I like I need to show this person that I respect myself by not sleeping with them. 
which sucks. Totally. It's fucking life, girls. Sorry. Sorry, girls. Sorry. Sorry. And you're welcome, guys, for your perfect lives. (laughs) Guys have no problems. End of story. Close to the fuck. Producer Dustin is saying thumbs up. Totally true. (laughs) No, you guys have your problems, too. Like, what? Am I going to make the baseball team? (laughs) (laughs) Am I going to get taller? (laughs) Am I going to get taller? Am I going to make the most money? Because <laughs> I'll, I'll always make more money than my wife. Yeah. But like, am I going to make more money than my brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Am I Am I going to have to uh, hold, be the pallbearer at a funeral someday? These are all the, all are the, the male problems. things that keep men awake at night. I mean, send an email to thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com if you have any other problems besides Because <laughs> we, we have a feeling that inbox is going to be pretty fucking empty next time we check it. <laughs> just a bunch of guys saying like, you're right. Wouldn't that be hilarious if you just got this inbox of like all these like 12-year-old dudes writing in with their problems? <laughs> They're like, I have a problem. First nice. of all. Well, I, I, I will say, like, I... I th- it, jokes aside, and Molly knows this obviously, but um, and I, but I want you guys to know that I know this. That I think the biggest problem with guys and uh, these these really severe emotional problems and all these strange dynamics is they have no one to talk to. So I get like a, a big outpouring. I get mostly emails from guys. Really? Yeah, like big and guys of all different ages, 15 to like 50. It's <gasps> like really interesting. Yeah. Because it's because it's em- embarrassing like they're they, they're not able to like let's get a brunch, you guys. And just talk it out. Yeah. And all just girls do is get brunches and talk it out. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like that's definitely, I feel like um, all of my girlfriends, like there's just like a clan of us, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like most of the guys I date are like lone wolves and have like a best friend. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think and and all and you know, when you spend time with those two best friends, you're like, oh, you're like weird brothers, but you don't talk about anything real. Yeah. You know, I think it's a really I think it's a real you'll be like turning right on Kawanga and they'll be like, you like Molly? Yeah, I like her. Cool. And that'll be that's, that's it. it. That's it. But then girls are like, <sighs> I mean, OK, another round of mimosas. Yeah. And I think that that is and I do think that that is horrible for dudes yeah you know yeah. because they have to you know it's, I, don't, I don't know it's like it's such a bigger conversation but i feel like but again women are for the most part more emotionally and spiritually evolved mm-hmm. in my experience and like i think it has something to do with like that maternal instinct that you are sort of like the person that like is right. responsible for literally bringing life into the world. And so there's sort of like, we need to you want to tap into that and to like, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that we're at our sort of like highest evolved self so that when we bring those people into the world, we're like sort of giving like the best versions of ourselves to yeah. them. And like, you know, I think that we feel responsible. I, I don't know. Like, I, I do feel like there is something with our biology where we feel a responsibility to like acquire acquire like the the skills and the lessons that we need to be the best versions of ourselves possible mm-hmm. and i i don't I, I don't know if dudes look at it the same way 
I, I, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that to be like, oh, girls are fucking the best and boys are stupid. Yeah, they do when they're on drugs. Yeah, and totally. you see, like, have you ever seen a couple guys? But like, and I think in do the, some uppers and just have a field day oh, with their feelings. Lord. But I think that like conversely, in a way that girls may not necessarily like, I think boys put such an where we sort of work on that like emotional and spiritual evolution, like boys put so much more weight on like the provider, the ambition, Mm -hmm. the like collecting things to be able to support us. Yeah. To like be the provider and be those people. And I think that that's, you know, it's like traditional male, female, female roles that people are just carrying from generation to generation. And I think we are lucky with a lot of our boys that our boyfriends will at least talk to us, you know, where I think, you know, like my grandparents, they weren't like sitting around breaking it down. Right. You know, we do have the opportunity with like our super close male relationships that at least they talk to girls. Yeah. I just like, I think there's just still the, the reason that they don't talk to each other is that basic, like, just want to make sure my dick is bigger than yours. And if I show weakness, <laughs> if I show that like I'm not perfect or I'm not strong, like, you know, I think everybody's just so afraid. Where girls are like, "Oh, I will tell you everything fucked up about me. Yeah, we'll have yeah, a yeah. throwdown on how broken I am." Like, I don't feel like guys. I think it's. I feel like it's far more the converse of like talking themselves up. Right. Well, yeah, they don't want to burden each other. They don't want it to be brought up. It's not a. Yeah, a thing. You're so right. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. This <laughs> took a turn. I'll be totally honest. <laughs> I was like, oh, what like weird fucked up sex story am I going to talk about today? Uh, didn't have to. Got to talk about my alcoholism <laughs> and about going home with dudes who shouldn't. It was awesome. I super appreciate I mean, it. It's right before Thanksgiving. It's what we're all thinking about is alcohol and uh, meaningless sex. Oh, man. This is great. All right. That was the show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, please follow me on Twitter. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Got a lot of pictures happening on that old Instagram, and I enjoy it a little bit more than Twitter. Uh, you can send all of your emails to thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com. I respond to all of them uh, eventually. Uh, you guys are great. Thank you. Cheesecakes. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on Ad Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo, and Files Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific.